Turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I believe if, if you would look at your Bibles, Acts chapter 2 has about 40-something verses. We're just going to read five of them. Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, which is split tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in, at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. You may be seated. There are so many directions, so many messages, so many things that could be shared out of these verses. But this morning, we want to talk about getting on one accord. It is so important that God's people get on one accord. Man has created all kinds of football bowls from the Rose Bowl to the Orange Bowl. They got the Cotton Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and of course we have Super Bowl. If I am correct about today, this is Super Bowl Sunday. Am I correct? I don't keep up with it, so I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm correct here. People have been getting ready for this day all year so they can prove who they think is the best. Huh? Even though your favorite team did not make it, whether you were pushing for the Lions, whether it was the Packers, Miami, Cleveland, or even Chicago, no matter who your favorite, you are focused on these two teams that are about to play this evening. And, and just, just to let you know uh, in advance, I'm not going to be long-winded to where you won't be able to make it to wherever you're going to go to look, look at the game. But commercials have been made that you have never seen. On Super Bowl. Singers have been selected that will draw a crowd to come and listen and watch the Super Bowl. Ticket prices for the game are unreachable for the average person. So people are getting together in homes. They are assembling in sports bars and other bars. And some churches have set up for this very game. Everyone will be on 
one accord. There will be yelling, screaming. Wives are going to hide themselves from their husbands because there's such abuse happening on Super Bowl. Some people will be upset. Somebody's going to be very happy. People will be tried, trying, or will be found trying to climb poles after the game. In some places, there'll be violence. Have you noticed each time man together gathers together on one accord somewhere, something happens. Even January 6th, they were on one accord trying to cause insurrection. It would be great if God's people could come together on one accord and, 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 and make something happen. You can call it a spiritual bull. We could break out the chips, the hot dogs and the pizza, gather together, get the popcorn, Worship God on one accord, and we know who's going to win. I'm not talking about Sunday service either. We don't spend enough time together in God's presence. I don't even hear about people having revivals anymore. Has anybody noticed this? Time is going so fast each day, it's getting away from us to where you don't even know which day it is. And God is getting less and less attention where we're drifting away from him. God's people are beginning to experience a dry place. We know since the pandemic and among other things, man has gotten further and further away from God. Worship and praise is shorter. I mean, I, I can, I mean, just, just here, and, and got to be honest. I mean, I'm ready to praise and, and worship, and next thing I know, I get a tap on the side. Get up! But things have gotten shorter. Services are getting shorter. Personal time spent with him is shorter. Our attention span with God is shorter. Can I get a witness this morning? But our demands are getting longer. We have shortened our fellowship with him, but God has not shortened his relationship with us. The scripture still says unto us, draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. But instead of coming to him, many are pushing away from him. Can you see there is a famine in the land today? God's people are lacking, and we need much from him. In the Old Testament, Pharaoh had a dream, and God used Jacob to tell him what the dream meant. He showed him the famine and how to escape it. God has given us pastors according to his heart. 
to feed us with knowledge and understanding so we may be prepared and escape the famine that is coming upon us. But with the world and man today, no one seems to be getting on one accord. No one seems to be listening to what God is saying. Countries are at odds with each other. Governments is fighting one another. Republicans and Democrats are at odds. Police and the people are fighting. Families are not speaking to each other. No one can seem to agree to anything. Not even with daylight savings time. Some states follow the daylight savings time and other states don't. Notice in Hosea 4 and 1, the Lord said, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord have a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. God has a dispute. He has an argument with them that are in the land. Those that say that they know him. They have stopped seeking him. They will not listen and obey the word of the Lord. Today, Christians are not seeking and worshiping God as they should. It's not that the truth was not available then, and it is not that the truth is not available now. But what happened then and now is spoken in verse 6. Hosea explains, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Do you understand that, that many things are happening to us, many things we go through because we will not listen to what God is saying? Don't go there. Don't do this. But we do it anyway. And flesh gets all messed up. It's not that God doesn't love us. It's not that God will not forgive us. But our body will have to sacrifice what we have done because we did not listen. God has given pastors, but man is rejecting them. God has given his word, but man is rejecting it. God has sent his son only for man to reject him. Man is not seeking God. He's seeking things. He has become selfish and self-centered. It's all about me, myself, and I. What is it or what's in it for me that you're asking? What am I going to get out of it? Today, God is not being taught in the schools, even in many homes. God is no longer respected by communities or the city. Church versus state. When the state wants or needs something, they call on the church to join them and be on one accord. They don't call on God for support. But when the church needs something, the state cannot agree, but expects you to call on your God. Children are being left to themselves more and more. You tell a child to go to their room. They have everything. 
They don't need nothing from their room. All they come out for is to get something to eat or to go to the restroom. And when they get something to eat, you fix it for them. They got TV. They got phones. They got iPads. Whatever it is they need, they got it right there. So why do they need to listen to what you got to say? Now, let's look at what happened on the day of Pentecost. This was a time when every Jew from every nation assembled and came together and were on one accord. They had reason and they had purpose. They were not ashamed to come together. Even though they worshiped individually, they were taught and knew what this day was all about before the day of Pentecost. Israel knew about the blood on the doorpost in Egypt. Israel knew that, that God did what God did in the Red Sea. They knew how God fed them in the wilderness. They knew about the famine. From the writings of the scrolls, they, they knew about David and Goliath. They learned about Samson. They knew about Daniel in the lion's den. They knew there was a God because many times God delivered them when they cried out. Amen. Yet they went back to their own thing and God delivered them again. They knew there was a God. But in Christianity today, Christians are all over the world and are not on one accord. And, and cannot come together and agree totally on anything. For example, when, when Western Christianity Pentecost is celebrated, it is celebrated on the 50th day, which is the seventh Sunday after Easter. Eastern Christians refer to the entire 50 days of Easter through Pentecost. But wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? If every denomination, every religion from all four corners of the earth could come together on just one day and worship and acknowledge what Jesus has done. The problem is everyone won't or can't even agree who Jesus is. If churches here could agree on Easter without the Easter eggs, and the Easter Bunny, it would be good. And it would be nice if Easter didn't jump every year from one month to another. One month is in March. The next month is in April. The truth be told, when it comes to Pentecost, you can trace it all the way back to the blood being put on the doorpost for the deliverance of Israel from Egypt. Now, I want you to drop down to verse 12 of Acts 2. It says, And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? What is happening here? This mighty rushing wind comes in, and, and everybody is talking. All these nations of Jews, all of them different. It says, others mocked and said, 
these men are full of new wine. But see, everyone had their own language they spoke and had a dialect that they could communicate with one another. What I'm saying is, as an example, if a person was from France, they speak French. And if a person was from Spain, they speak Spanish. But the person from France could not understand the person from Spain unless they had the same dialect, and the dialect here would be English. So as long as that person from Spain spoke Spanish, the French person would not understand. But when they spoke English, then there's an understanding. They had a common dialect together. But the apostles were speaking to them directly in their own language, a language they did not speak or was familiar with before that day. Here God showed them with what one accord was all about. Just through the rushing mighty wind, just through speaking to everyone in their own language, God has not only put them on one accord, but has also gotten their attention. Verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. They even tried to justify what was being said and done by accusing them of being drunk. You don't have much of a language if a man can get drunk and speak it. This is no ordinary day of Pentecost. This is the Pentecost after Jesus was risen. This was a day that the scriptures were being fulfilled. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel in Joel 2.28. These things would have not happened like this if Jesus had not come. They would have been the same gathering but different results. If we gather together on one accord and worship together on one accord and praise God in truth on one accord, can't you see there would be a different result? A different result than just coming to church Sunday after Sunday, day after day. We must be on one accord and worship him in spirit and in truth. Does anybody see it but me? A conference call is not the same as being here. It'd be kind of difficult to have a day of Pentecost over the phone. (laughs) It's difficult, not impossible, because God can do anything. But we must be gathered together in the same place on one accord, even in our singing and praising. I mean, God, we, we can open up the windows of heaven. Verse 17, Peter said, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. God's spirit is not confined to any particular party. It is not confined to any order or degree of man. It is not confined to any person. God's spirit is plentiful and abundantly poured out under the gospel of this dispensation unto all believers. One writer says this, it is one of the great cheats which the Pope has imposed upon the world to persuade them to believe the Spirit of God is tried, tied to the upper front part of his chair and that he and his cardinals have monopolized God's Spirit. But the truth is, God promised and has poured out his Spirit upon all flesh. On that day he did it. And he is still pouring it out upon all flesh that will receive and believe him. Verse 18 says, and, and on my servant and on my handmaid, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. When Jesus died, this happened. And in verse 21, Peter said, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This still holds true for all today. God is not a respecter of person. If you are of any nationality, any race, any color, rich or poor, educated or not, young or old, male or female. I say this because there is no gender between male and female. Amen. Regardless of what you have done to your body, if you call on the name of the Lord out of a genuine heart, God hears and responds. Your natural body may be messed up, but God is concerned about the soul inside that body. I believe we are here today on one accord. We need to present our bodies a living sacrifice. We need to let this mind be in us, which is also in Christ Jesus. We must get on one accord and worship God in spirit and in truth. On one accord, we must submit ourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and we may be slow to wrath. And I believe in doing so, on one accord, in his presence, God will move in our favor. We must not be ashamed to worship God in spirit or truth. Don't be afraid to get on one accord with God. Jesus said in Luke 9, 26, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me, and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's, and, and, and his father's and of the holy angels. With that, saints, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.